Hello and welcome to Dr. Jones's Veterinary Secrets Podcast. This is episode 91. In today's podcast, we're talking about all you need to know about the humble herb called plantain and how it is a natural anti-inflammatory. The surprising medicinal benefits of catnip, such as being an effective flea repellent. The surge in dog napping as organized crime cashes in on the demand for pets during COVID. Veterinary Secrets is on all your favorite podcast apps, including Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher. I'd love it if you would subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. Questions or comments, feel free to post a comment on my blog at veterinarysecrets.com forward slash blog. Lastly, if you've yet to do so, I encourage you to get a copy of my free book. It's called Natural Health for Dogs and Cats. You can go to www.veterinarysecrets.com forward slash news to sign up and get your free copy. So what is plantain weed? Plantain, also known as broadleaf plantain, is native to Europe and certain parts of Asia. This perennial plant produces greenish flowers and has large oval-shaped leaves that can be eaten raw or cooked. Currently, it, it is grown widely throughout North America. It's probably in your backyard. It's currently in my backyard. Actually, it almost challenges the grass. Most of us just see it as this big broadleaf weed within our lawn. It's got an array of different medicinal benefits. It's not the same as plantain fruit. It's very different. It's called plantain weed. So what are some of the potential benefits? How may this help your dogs or cats? Well, first of all, it may decrease inflammation. While low levels of inflammation are part of your pet's body's healthy response to injury, chronic inflammation can lead to various illnesses. Studies are now showing that plantain weed may help reduce inflammation. In particular, the leaves contain several anti-inflammatory compounds including flavonoids, terpenoids, glycosides, and tannins. One rat study found that administering plantain weed extract decreased several markers of inflammation caused by liver injury. Another animal study found similar findings reporting that the plantain weed extract significantly decreased inflammation and reduced liver enzymes to protect against liver damage. It may promote wound healing. Some research is finding that plantain weed can support wound healing by reducing inflammation, blocking microbial growth, and relieving pain. In one study of 40 people, it found that applying a gel containing aloe vera and plantain weed helped heal foot ulcers. Similarly, in an animal study, aloe vera and plantain weed improve wound healing and enhance tissue repair when applied topically. In another animal study, applying only plantain weed extract to wounds helped increase the rate of healing compared with a control group. It may support digestive health. Several of the compounds found in plantain have been shown to alleviate certain digestive issues. In particular, the seeds contain psyllium, a type of fiber often used as a natural laxative since it absorbs water as it moves through your digestive tract. According to one review, plantain leaves may also slow the movement of your digestive tract, or pet's digestive tract, which may help promote bowel regularity and help treat diarrhea. Pretty important when we're looking at our animals. One study that was done in rats found that narrow-leaf plantain extract promoted the healing of stomach ulcers. Additionally, some animal studies are now suggesting that plantain's weeds' anti-inflammatory properties may aid in digestive issues such as inflammatory bowel disease, which can cause symptoms like stomach pain, bloating, diarrhea. 
pretty key when we're looking at so few options for our animals. For allergies, plantain might have antihistamine qualities. We're looking at potential allergy relief for our pets. We're looking at making a tea from the leaves. A pretty typical sort of allergy tea dose would be about a quarter of a cup for 20 pounds of body weight twice daily. Other pet parents are finding cough relief from the tea. Let's say your dog with a chronic cough, say these guys that might have COPD, you know, a pretty standard dose for say a 20 pound dog would be 60 mils of the tea twice daily. There is some discussion of potential benefits of using plantain against our dogs and cats that have cancer. And what they're finding is some of the studies done in test tubes suggest that plantain seeds may decrease several markers of inflammation and slow the growth of certain cancer cells. So how can you use plantain? How would you start to use this with your dogs and cats? The easiest thing, and what I've done in my own house, is just I'm using the leaves. They're outside in the lawn. So what have I done first? I've just picked a whole bunch of the plantain plant itself. You can really recognize it because it's the big broad leaves. They're growing in amongst the grass. You pick them up and you see this sort of long stringy root ball. Pretty classic plantain. So I'm just chopping up the leaves really finely. I'm simmering them in a pot in about 15 to 20 minutes, especially if you know dried ones aren't available. And then I'm making a tea. The standard amount of this herbal tea, I'm using about one tablespoon of fresh plantain, adding in one cup of boiling water, steeping that for about 15 minutes, straining it. If you want, you get to sweeten it slightly. I think an easy thing, and I actually tried it myself, it's kind of, it tastes all right. I did add some to Tula's dog water. I thought, why don't you just try plantain? If she had an ongoing allergy, any type of ongoing inflammation, i.e., you know, some early arthritis, a really easy thing to consider this plantain tea. You could also consider a plantain herbal salve. So to make a salve, I would be having you collect one cup of leaves, the plantain leaves, chop them up really finely, put those into a pot, cover them with a healthy oil. I prefer you use something such as coconut oil. So you wanna just cover all the plantain leaves with the oil. Then you're gonna slowly cook that down, simmering it on low heat till it's all very mushy and green. You wanna keep it really mushy and green. You wanna strain it while it's hot and then allow it to cool. And so you've got a collection of concentrated plantain along with coconut oil. It's a great option to use for burns, insect bites, rashes, and all sores. Some people even use it as a night cream for wrinkles. Catnip, it's more than just a herb that makes your cat feel good. It's got an array of different health benefits. Catnip for fleas, the benefits of catnip oil. It's even used orally for people with headaches. Catnip can be used as a tea, and one of its biggest health benefits is the calming effect that can have on people, also on some of our animals. The ingredient in catnip, which is medicinal, is called napenolactone. It's similar uh, to some of the other anti-anxiety ingredients found in plants such as valerian. It can help improve relaxation, it may boost mood, and re reduce anxiety, restlessness, and nervousness. So how does it work? So it exerts its influence through the central nervous system, uh, primarily based on smell, but through this active ingredient called napenolactone. And it's an essential oil that's found fairly in high concentration within catnip. 
It is also thought that the nimpatalactone, the essential oil, is probably the biggest important ingredient in terms of acting as a flea repellent. There have been some specific studies showing how you can concentrate catnip and they've taken really very high doses of nimpatalactone, showing it to be a really effective uh, insect repellent, in particular for fleas. But also there, people are finding it to really successfully be beneficial uh, against them helping fish them. These people have chronic ongoing migraine headaches. Uh, and then lastly, have being helping to be a sort of anti-anxiety. You can once again use the leaves. You can make it in a really concentrated sort of almost like salve tea form. So you're actually going to take about a, a big full cup of catnip leaves. You're going to add in about a, covering that up with water, maybe about a cup of water. You're going to fully cover the leaves. You're going to simmer that for a few hours, really concentrate it down. And that's going to include some of the oils within that because it's had a good time to simmer. And you can dose that, you know, about a teaspoon per 10 pounds of body weight twice daily. A good option to try. If you're going to use it as sort of a flea repellent, it needs to be put on topically uh, onto your dog, onto your cats. You're going to want it to cool and then you can use it as a topical rinse. Will it work? Will it be as effective as, you know, uh, some of the other topical anti-flea and tick medications? No, obviously not. I mean, they're you know designed in a in a factory using some pretty potent chemicals. Is it a really a potential good natural option? Yeah, it is. And then if you're looking at some, you say you tried some of the other uh, flea repellents, they're not really working. Maybe some of the other essential oil sprays. Consider trying some of the catnip as an option. Last, I want to talk about this surge in dog napping, and this came from the United Kingdom. But I think it's really prevalent to us here because throughout the world, there's been this huge demand for pets as we're sort of dealing with this pandemic. And guess what? Organized crime, those not so less satisfactory members of our society have seen like, okay, I can make some money here. Organized crime gangs have stepped up pet theft since the start of the coronavirus pandemic to cash in on rising prices for dogs and puppies. The surge in dog napping has been driven by a greater demand for dogs from people spending more time at home during lockdown, the police say. It is thought that thieves in some areas are leaving white chalk marks outside homes to indicate to accomplices which houses have dogs worth stealing. Gangs are targeting mostly pedigree and working dogs, some changing hands for thousands of pounds. That'd be, you know, $4,000. In the past two months, 40 dogs have been taken in Norfolk, Suffolk, and Cambridgeshire including several Cocker Spaniels. A Westie, a Jack Russell, a Chihuahua Cross were stolen from a kennel in Stedham, Cambridgeshire in the early hours one night, last month after thieves cut fencing to get inside. Police in the county have warned owners to be extra vigilant after 17 dog thefts in recent weeks. In Suffolk, two Lassa Apps of Pup dogs and seven puppies worth up to 2,000 pounds, it's almost $4,000, were among pets stolen from boarding kennels along with six lab puppies and a spaniel. Cocker spaniels may sell for as much as 3,500 euros. Holy cow. $5,000. The charity Dog Laws says dog thefts went up by 65% since the 23rd of March. Police have issued a warning in the weekend after white chalk lines appeared on brickwork gates and wooden fences in the county, leaving owners worried that they were being targeted. An inspector of Cambridgeshire Police said with more people working from home and finding themselves with extra time, the demand for dogs has soared across the country. However, this in turn has resulted in huge increases in prices 
which has sadly led to criminals taking advantage of the situation by stealing dogs in an attempt to sell them at a high price. Uh, Sergeant Bryant Calver of Suffolk Police said organized crime groups are actively targeting addresses with working breeds tending to be those that are favored by criminals. The loss of any pet can be devastating to dog owners, with the added trauma of not knowing what sort of conditions the dog is being subjected to. We would advise dog owners to review security of any outdoor kennels. He said all but one of the thefts involved dogs classed as working gun breeds. In another area of England, Lancashire, 22 dogs, including two litter of puppies, were taken in a raid on a breeder's kennels. In Cambridgeshire, dogs have also been reported stolen from uh, a number of different other areas. Some have even suggested that owners change their dog walking patterns for fear that gangs are watching popular routes. Oh, when three dogs were taken in an area of North Wales, the owner told her, her local paper she believed her dog was stolen just because the price of the puppies have risen so high during lockdown. Um, they're also suggesting they're advising that all dog owners review security of any outdoor kennels. Right now in England, animal lovers are campaigning to make pet theft a specific offence, with jail terms with a petition to Parliament having nearly 75,000 signatures. Daniel Allen, the founder of the campaign, said based on this rate, there's going to be hundreds of dogs stolen, right? And you don't know what's going to happen to your dog, right? Is it dog breeding in horrible conditions, dog fighting, you're just selling them ransom, whatever. Uh, a couple other members of the government, they're supporting some big changes. Doesn't look like it's, they're all in agreement. The police are all suggesting just make sure your dog can be properly ID'd, that he's microchipped, so he can be traced um, if they're ever found again. Unfortunately, that is sort of one nasty side effect of COVID and lockdown. I think for the most part, it's been, I mean, I think fairly positive for most people that are pet parents. You've been able to spend more time with your pets. You've been more focused on what's really important as opposed to getting that new shiny vehicle. And, you know, just be really vigilant low. I mean, know that 95% of people are super honest. No one ever considered doing this. But there's, you know, there's that 5% that you just need to be wary of. So you just got to make sure that your dogs are properly ID'd, your cats are properly ID'd, that, you know, you've got a purebred and big demand. Just be aware of, you know that your dog isn't left alone and that no one has the opportunity to break into your house and steal your dog in the first place. So thanks you guys for listening to this edition of the Veteran Secrets Podcast. I hope you found it helpful. Questions or comments, feel free to leave me a comment. Two, sorry it's been a little bit of a time. I sort of took a bit of a break uh, from the podcast throughout the summer. It's now September, I'm back, yay. People are sort of going back to school even though it's modified with the pandemic but at least it's happening and i'm looking forward to be back on a regular schedule so thanks for listening hope you guys have found it somewhat interesting and helpful and i look forward to talking to you again next week it's dr jones